I don't know, it's beer. So, ah. good evening, everybody. This is um, on your help, Dominic. Um, good evening, everybody. This is another talk, Chiron Talk on Thursdays. We are trying to explore in this informal, casual uh, conversation round um, how uh, digital means can help for education and help for can help for um, empowering people. We have Sabrina working with SEND, um, the Social Entrepreneur Network in Germany. Um, Dominic, the initiator of this talk, who is um, working at Chiron, uh, Open Higher Education, and we have especially our, our guests today, which are Karina Lange from GIZ uh, Togo um, and her uh, co-worker um, uh, Emmanuel Adzonio, if I remember the name well. And, and, and he's, he's joining from Togo and she's joining from Germany, although she belongs to Togo now. And we want to learn something about her latest adventure which was um, a hackathon in in togo and um uh it, it apparently was very very brilliant and uh, it was um, um aiming at um helping people during a crisis it was called um uh, joining conflict um what was the same time Ah, it wasn't for sex. That's a lot. The truth contra Corona, everybody against Corona, and we want to learn about that and about Togo. And um, well, I should just pass to Sabrina to ask the first question. No. Oh. Sabrina seems to. Okay. Well then, then we start right away. Um, Karina, can you sort of say something about how you, what your work is and um, how you came here to this conversation? Um, yes, for sure. I think many reasons. I've, I know Sabrina since a long time and we've been like following each other's work since quite some time. And I think now the occasion was really that hackathon in Togo, which was a civil society initiative that was started really spontaneously in response to the COVID crisis. And we kind of came up with that idea in the end of March when um, the first COVID cases were discovered in Togo. And then we planned everything re really, really quickly. And the hackathon took place during the Easter weekend. And now we're still continuing to accompany the project. And we have like amazing ideas that came out of that. And we're still working with them. And um, everything was planned by a civil society initiative, as I said, and then supported by the Togolese government and also by the German Development Corporation, by GIZ. And um, yeah, maybe I hand over to Emmanuel because he just came back from a tour visiting all the different projects and he, he might be able to tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. But Emmanuel, before we get to know all these exciting, uh, the, the first question I would have why doing it? Where was the idea coming from? Um, what situation do we have now in Togo regarding COVID and then, of course, regarding um, the digital world? Thanks for, for inviting me to this uh, webinar today. Uh, the situation uh, about coronavirus in Togo today is uh, maybe I can talk, I can say stability because today we have uh, up to uh, 400 and something uh, people who are uh, 
who are infected today, but we have about uh, more than 200, 200 recovered. So disability. Maybe maybe I can say also uh, we have we have this high number because of uh, prisoners who are more infected. That that, that the case. So maybe we are working. We are we are free. We are going out and coming back to the situation today. So there's no really confinement outside. So All right. So and now um, you um, participated in organizing the, this hackathon. So this this big online meeting of ideas and people. So how does that this come about? Why and why now? And who was involved? Okay, uh, I would say uh, the idea the idea came from Karina. It is Karina uh, with uh, my colleague Lisa who started the start thinking about it. Uh, Invited to join the, the team and working away, working away from it. Uh, I find the idea so uh, valuable because uh, we have a. We were watching, we were watching without knowing exactly how how we can we can face this uh, this virus. So this kind of update is a valuable one. So the people, uh, even me, uh, citizens, everybody that are. Feel that engagement can join and and work to, in collaboration to find solutions. So this was this was a good idea from Karina and thank you again. I mean, there's there's a huge difference, of course, between having ideas and making them happen. So the interesting thing is also how how can you make a hackathon work, especially maybe under the conditions you are now. I mean, how did you manage to to get people together to develop ideas and how many people took part? Okay, uh, something something worked with yeah, us. Maybe. Sorry, Emmanuel maybe first. I should have pointed to exactly. someone first. Emmanuel, carry Go on. Ahead. Thank you. Sorry. Okay, there is something we can we can't really explain is that when we when the the project is the hackathon is announced to people, they were they were. They were really impressed. They were really impressed, and those every everyone that hear about the hackathon uh, want want uh, now now to join it and to see what what will be kind of come out of this hackathon. So everyone we we ask for to help in something everywhere. They were very engaged and and, and try to support us to to, to go through. I think what really played out was was our whole network because, um, as Emmanuel said, like everything just came up out of a very spontaneous idea. Um, like one morning when we were realizing that actually COVID will also come to Africa, obviously, and it arrived like two months after um, it arrived to Europe. And first we were kind of like really in shock and it was like, okay, the whole health system is very weak and how are we going to manage that? So we were like in an in a shock mode, and then very quickly, quickly do mode, and um, everything started with a like whole team. I would say of five people who were really, really convinced of that idea. So um, we all brought our networks in and kind of joined forces, and that was what made the whole hackathon possible in a very short time. 
I think maybe we should take one step back for a minute because I realize we're all talking about hackathons, but possibly a lot of people don't know exactly what we mean. And probably there's lots of different types of hackathons. So could you explain a little bit of how it was? And I know that Sabrina was involved in a big one here in Berlin, so maybe she can chip in first. But maybe, Karina, you just explain a bit more about what the hackathon was as an idea, as, as a way of creating a kind of participative, participative process. Sure, yeah, and definitely, like, I got that initial idea thanks to that hackathon uh, Sabrina also participated in. So the Via versus Virus Hackathon in Germany and the Estonian Hackathon beforehand were clearly the inspiration. And I think, um, like, hackathon is just a combination of, like, hacks or, hacks or hacking a problem and then a marathon. So it's just a combination. And we kind of, like, we loved the concept and we, we got very inspired by different hackathons that were already run worldwide at that moment. And we kind of decomposed the whole concept and really um, decided what was useful for Togo because we were pretty aware that the internet connection is very bad in some areas and that not everyone has the digital literacy that is needed or has access to the hardware that is also needed. So we really tried to rethink the whole concept and we got in touch with a software enterprise in Germany, um, Hype Innovation, who provided us the platform and we set up a whole network, a huge network of mentors from Togo and Emmanuel was leading the different mentors and um, they provided support to all the teams and all the participants, which was really, really helpful and really needed. So we found a whole new way of collaboration and teamwork and developing digital even if we had a crisis situation and a very weak connectivity. So it was really amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Um, just jumping in there, um, I hope my connection stands now. And I'm always joking that the internet connection in the Black Forest in Germany is worse than some other places we would think. So you just witnessed that. Um, but we we had similar challenges maybe um, in the German version of the hackathon, right? Because where hackathons come from, it's more from the tech environment, right? So everyone who, who codes or as an engineer, like they, they would know and they would have participated in one. And to be honest, it was also my first hackathon, um, which was a, a big sure. challenge in itself, right? To understand how is it run, how do we actually come to solutions, but also especially like how do we include people who have never done a hackathon and also who might struggle with technology, right? So um, we also had some older people joining even. Um, we never used, like, we use Slack as a communication tool, right? And then we actually saw teams helping each other and helping the people who have never used Slack or other tools um, and made them familiar. So, Emmanuel, I'm, I'm super interested to hear, like, how did you do that? And how did you get uh, mentors to, to support um, the participants? Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, for me, this was a surprise. Uh, we... we didn't imagine in the beginning that people will be keen in using some, uh, some using, for example, computers, uh, phones, smartphones to, to work where they are not together. 
this uh, coronavirus teaches us something that we need more uh, digital literacy because it is it's so, it's so not so easy for people for example for those who are in not in lome the thing the things here is that if you are not in lome you are you are you are maybe in other town in the country you, you don't have the the same access to to internet like you are in lome there are some people who are maybe in the north north part of in the of the country who use their their phone to work from there with other 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 people here in Lome. So you are surprised. Even though uh, they were not they are not easy for them. Maybe those are those have to go out and go to a cafe. Those who have to maybe make those who have Wi-Fi somewhere to work there, work there. So it's not it was not easy. But uh, the team work was very great in this process. Because they they help they help each other going through, uh, and even though the the internet internet connection was not good, they they do what they can do at that time. And we saw amazing things like Emmanuel. Do you remember, for example, that one mentor who paid the whole internet credit for his team because the team yeah, couldn't exactly. afford it? Exactly. Or then assistant to internet cafes or who negotiated with a cousin who had a Wi-Fi connection and then they went there. And then also people really collaborating offline, working through somebody who had an internet connection. And this was really amazing to see. And we kind of discovered that sometimes we think that digitization and granting access is always something so complicated. But in the end, if you have to do it, it works. So that was a nice discovery, actually. Also, that is also true for digital literacy. If you have um, a common goal or, or a common challenge that you want to achieve, and you kind of put teams to work, and you can actually build other capacities and other kind of life hacks to achieve even other goals. And I think that was a very interesting learning. And for this hackathon, did you manage to? also have people from across the country in Togo because I'm sure as well it was much easier to get people involved in uh, Lomé um, but uh, yeah did, did you manage? Maybe I'll say this uh, Akaton was uh, uh, something new uh, to people and they were they wanted to to experience it because maybe they, we had before some hackathon in, in some labs here, but not at this level. But people saw they are talking about hackathon to, to find solution against coronavirus. Uh, like they, they were waiting for something like that. Mm. So even though they are not in Domei, in other part of the country, they want to, they just want to participate to see what, what is it exactly? That, that's what I, maybe I can say. So that to experience it. Exactly what I can say. Is. I think and that's... A, no, go on, carry yeah, on, please. <laughs> no, I just always like, because we have so many stories that we are totally fond about. And yeah. like, I really love from the visit that Emmanuel and the, the whole team just did in the... Um, uh, in the like at Lomé mostly to, to, to see and to meet the teams and we also had different video calls with them all the time because we set up the whole 
um, that whole system to, to accompany them even through that, to really operationalize their project. And what they said is um, that the hackathon kind of brought a new spirit and some positive mindset. So everybody really got um, in another dynamic and was like more like look going more positively through the crisis because there was that project and there were that these teams following up on them and um, also encouraging them all the time. And we really had the perfect person who was also, uh, always encouraging the teams and boosting them and giving them confidence and motivation. So um, Lisa, who accompanied the, um, the teams, was really always um, pushing them. We were super happy to have that feedback that actually it brought that positive dynamic and that positive spirit and that um, the participants also took on other projects that they kind of abandoned before, but they got that new dynamism. And I think this is this is really something that, uh, or the like, also one of the very nice feedbacks we we got. Well, what is I saw there was um, was kind of um, not a competition, but there was uh, people making proposals, um, um, presenting ideas to uh, work together during the crisis um, well well could you could you tell us what were the results in general what what would what did they um, um, do and what of it um, has has some um, duration afterwards so um, it was like it was not a competition actually that was very important to us so like our common enemy is the COVID virus and all its implications on the economy in Togo. So we didn't have any and we didn't have any losers and everything was just like, the goal was to collect the most successful and um, innovative projects and to highlight them in a project vitrine, like in a, in a showcase somehow where we present the projects with a, with a, with a video and a pitch deck and um, we try to, to get for them individually, individually. so the designers and other experts are supporting us as well. And then we have to see for every project individually how we can kind of sell them to donors or how we can find or build partnerships around. And then also our mentoring is quite um, substantial, as we mentioned. And through that, we try to really get the support every project needs, but we're still not where we would like to be. So we see that it's still a long journey for us. It's really a marathon, so it's totally not over after the end of the hackathon. And for example, we just like, we also set up a crowdfunding, but we figured the crowdfunding is also not very easy. So we have a better this uh, fund, um, which you can maybe link in the, in the video, I don't know. And um, we try to get or collect funds, for example, for granting internet connection and those kinds of things that don't really cost much. We figured that these are often really inhibiting the project to go further. And um, it's very difficult to get these small funds often. So we, we started the project and we continue to accompany all the projects and some of them are um, showing some, some first results. So maybe Emmanuel, you can talk about the Lavabo Intelligent as an example. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. We, we, we had various solutions, especially uh, this lavabo intelligence, we call it. Uh, uh, it's kind of uh, uh, automatic, uh, uh, how you call it, lavabo? Wash peasant. Wash peasant is mm -hmm. a 
different world of one that we, we don't usually have in Togo. Maybe maybe there are some you can see them some 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 places, but it is some something that we, we don't usually have. So it was very important that somebody uh, a youth of uh, I think eighteen years that innovate this kind of things is so very uh, surprising. So we are even we, we were even with him yesterday to to see him to talk to him and uh, if you see those 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 kind of those kind of youth working on those kind of innovation it's very 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 interesting. So we were very uh, impressed with those those solutions. <clears throat> Uh, sorry, um, what was it? Um, um, a washing bowl for um, disinfecting, or and how did it work, and where did it go, and who does use it? And uh, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, or is it virtual? No, wash, washing bowl can use in every place. Can use in every place just to to avoid touching the touching the bowl. Mm. So you can automatically, if you put your hand, you can have the the, the soap before after you have the water so you can wash your hand uh, without touching the, the thing. it's like a prototype the prototype is the... Uh, yeah uh, it's a prototype and actually it's made also from recycled material uh partly and it's so easy to produce and it's really an innovation because that's not something that is like i mean it exists in other parts of the world but not in togo and then he also added a disinfectant for example and he kind of conceived like so that very young engineer who's only 18 years old he developed the whole prototype himself and he didn't know that it already existed differently in europe so but still i mean it's amazing and the material he's, he's using is totally different and he always put a prototype in different places in Lumi. and we try to accompany him to to um, create his enterprise now and to scale his solution so this is just one of to kind of illustrate that some of the projects are really um are really um like they you can really see them and touch them and use them but you don't need to touch the wash basin actually because this is obviously really automatic but that's yeah. what i wanted to ask actually so how um how technical or how digital are the solutions from the hackathon or or because they can also be other things they can be new ways in, um certain processes so what what kind of so that's a very tactile that's a very very material kind of um solution what other kind of solutions did you have they are really different so we have kind of every like the spectrum of solutions is very very broad and also um the needs of the product are super different and the solutions are really ranging from like we have these concrete things like the wash present but then we also have for example, a hotline for victims from domestic violence. Um, and so kind of services being set up, um, a chatbot for uh, detecting COVID-19, or um, we have a project that is trying to foster arts and creativity during the crisis, or another project that wants to draw graffitis with street children to raise awareness on COVID in a way that everyone can understand even if you are not able to read and write so you know it's very like there's everything from communications to tools and service also for example education obviously so digital education and um yeah 
I could tell about them mm. all because they're really all of them are great, but just to show that it's a really, really broad range. I mean, one thing I think is interesting is I think there are a lot of parallels between what you've done in Togo and also the German example, because I think, as Sabrina said, I mean, there are a lot of very, very different people who took part. I think a lot of people also said, Emmanuel, I think a lot of people took part because they were just curious and they also just thought, well, everyone talks about hackathon. What is it? And I also think probably this idea that... Uh, you know, it helped everyone's digital literacy to a certain extent is also true. But um, Sabrina, you've never really told us much about the hackathon in, in Germany. So maybe you could tell us similar stories from there. Well, I have to say, um, if you look back at it, um, for sure, we were more overrun uh, and less planned than maybe you guys. So I think it was totally not in that we have challenges like people with a lower digital literacy, right? Um, because I think that's also sometimes what we um, lack when working in Germany, like that understanding that not everyone knows how to set up a Google Drive or how to set up a Slack account or whatever. Um, so I feel that was, looking back, something I would have uh, done differently, but obviously it was, I think from an idea that was created on Monday to, um, what was it, 42,000 people signing up on a Friday. Um, and I think then like around 30,000 took actually um, participated in the end um, and over a thousand companies that also offered support. And I think the attention was so big because it was um, after the one you mentioned, Karina, the first uh, one at the very beginning of the crisis. Um, so there was a big attention. There were also participants from outside of Germany, actually, um, what you don't hear so often. So they were also from all over. Um, and we even had English teams then and had to plate some of the materials, right? Because we developed everything in, in German. Um, because again, like in Germany, like maybe like in Togo as well, you can't expect everyone to speak English. Uh, it took place and then within the two and a half days, um, yeah so many great ideas were developed and then somewhere were elected like the top 20 um and one of them for example has been implemented as well by the ministry now and um 20 uh, projects are now also part of the solution enabler where we're trying to do the same thing you're trying to do right to support the team um really um push them forward which is done together um, and they've built a whole infrastructure of support, like the mentors, just like you do as well, and also um, foundations and others that are supporting and trying to build up the resources needed. Because obviously, like, if it's a digital solution or also like an offline solution, you need the time from the team that they can put actually time into it. And you also need some resources to make it happen. Um, but in the end, I would really say, like looking at the examples you just mentioned, right? Because no matter where we live, um, like during Corona, we kind of all face rather similar challenges, um, obviously. In well, different well, well, Sabrina, sorry, exactly. This is not what <laughs> I thought. I mean, we say you um, and Karina, uh, Karina um, used the word digital literacy also, you too. And you now said that it doesn't matter where you live. I just thought the contrary. I mean, um, it's a big difference if you live in West uh, West Germany or you live in Africa and liter digital literacy might mean something totally different. I would first like to know, maybe from uh, from Emmanuel, 
um, what the economical situation is and um, the access to uh, computers, internet and technology is necessary now um, to, uh, to improve the economy or is this not the most needed thing? How, um, so um, what is the situation in Togo to, um, to say, well, we need more digital, digital literacy um, and to have people participate in the economy maybe, but I don't know how it is there. So I wouldn't say that it is the same as, as I couldn't believe that it could be the same as in Germany. So Emmanuel, um, can you tell us why uh, you think that um, the, the use of technological um, tools and knowing how to use internet and so on is there now in Togo or is not? Or Okay, uh, let's start with this example, the example of coronavirus. Because of coronavirus, we realized today that we, we, need, we need technology. We need more technology. Just to say that we, we didn't have technology before, but we, we have it. But we need more technology. We need more to stay, stay at home and work. For example, I can say today people have more access to uh, those kind of gadgets. Maybe phone, we can, you can, you can easily find phone. You can easily find an Android. You can easily find smartphones. But the access is internet connection is the problem. It is it, still expensive for us. For example, considering the our our level of review for everybody to have access to internet. Maybe you, you, you can purchase uh, 200 internet. Maybe you can use it for uh, maybe half, half of day. Maybe it's, it depends on what, what you are doing it. You are doing it with it. But people who can purchase 200 um, francs CFA internet connection, maybe they are just using it to was, with WhatsApp or Facebook. Maybe if you, if you want to use was Facebook with it, Facebook connection, we can. You can maybe you do just two two hours, three hours, something like that. But we have today access to those phone, maybe smartphone or something like that. But the most important is how the internet connection can be more cheap for people, so that they can easily do what they want to do. That's the the daily point today. Yeah, but um, also Karina, um, how is the the economic Togo? Um, how many people are working in agriculture? How many work in tech? Um, where is the where is the most urgency of um, let's say technological improvement? And where um, is other things are needed? I mean, I don't understand the real relation. I'd like to jump. Autumn. I'd like to jump in for a second because this is always the yeah. point where where Tino's trying to create a controversy. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Yeah, because I mean, we, we were talking as if, as, if, as if we need computers to breathe, um, but we need, but yeah, then but I would I, like to know yeah, why. Yeah, but I think it's because you've yeah, already started a dichotomy between tech workers and how many people are working in agriculture, as if anyone in agriculture wouldn't be doing that. So I just, actually, Karina, I don't want to change the question. I just want to tell you that, you can answer it. You, you don't have to answer it in a kind of a, a, a combative way. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's that's not what I would like to 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 do because I think you both you kind of both are right. I think Lena just said it's also very true because for me digital literacy is not only about like being able to use a computer, but digital literacy is also about like 21st century skills, right? So like communications and collaboration and all that. And I think that in Germany we still need to improve on that as well. And then the um, problems are totally not the same in Togo and in Germany, obviously. 
but however they are in the same categories at least and of course the ways or the the ways we need to find new solutions um are kind of similar and i think we we also have challenges in that sense in, in germany so i think you know, i would kind of i wouldn't like to position myself in between uh, what you both said but i think that a mixture of it is, is true and i would not like to create um dichotomy either in between like the um, tech sector and the agricultural sector because in Turkey um, the um, agricultural sector is making up like almost 70% of um, the workforce uh, whereas it's a different percentage in the in the total in the total economy and um, I would say that like the tech sector is very um, is only developing now there's some great initiatives that are popping up and I think initiatives like Hackathon, that's what we clearly saw afterwards, are really needed to kind of create a, a sense of um, community in that sector because right now everybody is seeing each other as a, as a, as a conference uh, um, competitor. Um, I think these very small and really young ecosystems in small countries in West Africa, which like in Togo is one of the smallest countries in the um, in the region and has a very um, small tech sector and it can only grow if there's um, collaborations possible. So um, the hackathon was a great start um, to kind of get that going. I was also just thinking myself of um, when I was in um, Benin, then um, I was in, in a, a startup lab um, in Cotonou and most of the initiatives were about tech in agriculture because of yeah. exactly this point that most people are there and that changing something there would have a huge impact. So that was why I was just trying to kind of balance this off. And just to give the example of the fact that uh, in times, um, it's, you know, we have this tendency often to think, you know, we're a developed country here in Germany. Others can learn from us, but... I have a nice little story. When we were in Niger, um, we were talking to um, um, somebody who's responsible for uh, pushing all the, the big tech projects in Niger. And he was telling us that his real key goal was to also the processes in the public sector. And he said, I've got this kind of crazy idea, but I really want to do it. And he said, what I'm doing is I'm taking some people who are working as entrepreneurs in the startup sector, and I'm going to make them work together with people in the civil service. And when we were talking to him, my colleagues and I, we were thinking, okay, that's really crazy. That's a really difficult thing to do. So what we might not know is one of the major organizers of this big hackathon in Germany was a company called, uh, an organization called, I think, Tay. And their goal is exactly to do the same thing. So yeah. that, that's exactly this point. The same ideas were happening at exactly the same time in Niger and in Germany. And that's the kind of exciting thing I find about this whole tech thing. It's, we're, we're getting this kind of, in a way, this flat world. And because of that, the chances of cooperation are so much higher. Um, Emmanuel, I think I think I interrupted you because I think you wanted to say something on this point as well. 
uh, is is a yeah. to continue what Karina Karina said here. Uh, I would like to say something. It's, it's about access to technology. There is something I'm watching today. Uh, if the if 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 the the population uh, had as more access to technology today, maybe when when the government was saying to stay home, to not go out, and and so and so on. Now, is it stay home and maybe purchase from home because we don't have access to that technology? Because if you go out today and go to markets, you can see people coming and going like there is some there is nothing. Like there is nothing. So all those people are, are at risk. Mm -hmm. So this this point is very important. So I, I think we can do more in, in kind of access of technology, even even to simply internet today. If you have that access, we can make we can improve many things here. I would have another question, which was a re related, I think, to something we've already mentioned a little bit, which is the whole question of language. So, of course, we know in Togol that um, one of the official languages is French, but we also know there's um, local languages. How did you deal with that with the hackathon, or did you just have to say, okay, for simplicity, we just keep to French? Uh, you know, uh, even though everyone, all those people who participate in the hackathon can speak, can easily speak French. Mm -hmm. So we, do, we, we did everything in French. And even though maybe, I don't know, there are some people some chiefs that can't, can't speak French, I don't know, yeah. but the easy work together. There is something here I can say that all those people who are who can develop solution, who can innovate in something, uh, went to school or at, at at some levels, so they can easily even say the, the basic things in French and work together. Uh, the, the difficult point is, in, you see now, I'm just trying to speak it, not at, at, <laughs> at, at not so fluently, but I'm trying. So we have this uh, this chance, this lucky that there there were no there there were not people from uh, Anglophone background who participated participated in hackathon. Maybe if there were some people from Anglophone background, maybe we can deal deal with it because Karina is there and everybody is there. We can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we've reached as a yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Um, and I think like I um and I know that some of the mentors worked also in um other languages than French, which was totally fine. So we were actually totally open to everything that was efficient for the team, so that was working for the teams and we also had um mentors um joining in from the US for and like from kind of all of the no, not all over the world, they would be exaggerated. It was, however, the focus was remaining on Togo, but we had also some international mentors joining. And um, yeah, I think the, the language issue, as Emmanuel said, most of them were like fluent in French. It was rather the digital literacy that was difficult. So understanding the platform we were using, understanding, for example, how you write an email, just, which seems, but then 
we figured that, as I mentioned before, the mentors help them to, to send the emails or they help each other on very basic technological issues. And I also kind of found myself explaining someone how to clean her smartphone because it was too um, full of stuff and couldn't uh, download anything else or how to, um, I don't know, cut a video or something like that. You know, so we were all like, goal that we didn't expect at all but the cool thing was that everybody was totally okay with that and everybody on the team was very flexible and very adaptive and yeah it was just kind of trying to bridge that gap that was rather on the like technology literacy digital literacy well Karina yes. as we are already um, coming to the to the end of the of the meeting I'd want to ask I mean and now you have done this wonderful thing and I read there were like 380 participants and there are these uh, projects that have been presented and will now be put into place uh, can you tell us uh, at the end um, what are the next step what what's going back to Togo and what are the next plans yeah, um, so I'm uh, going to go back to Togo as soon as I can. Like at the moment, we're also working remotely in Togo. So we're also like not really encouraging physical meetings either. So it's not really changing my support on my work at the moment, but I'm going to, to get back as soon as possible. And we're kind of seeing this at the end as some pilot that we would never have done in a normal thing because it was so quick and then so efficient that we were kind of, um, yeah, we, we are really happy now that we did that first experience and also um, developing different e-learning offers, for example, we really see the connection and we'd like to develop that um, method somehow, that method of the hackathon further to use it as a tool to increase digital literacy as well. Mm -hmm. And But we're pretty sure as well that we need to keep that dimension of solving problems because as um, I said before, you need something to attract and something they really want to work and a problem they want to solve very close to their kind of everyday life and then you increase and enhance digital literacy on the go somehow and I think we are going to, to develop that method further and um, yeah see that as a pilot as a first experience and um, we know that the accompanying uh, or the um, um, like uh, accompanying the projects we have is going to be a marathon so it's clearly not over and we really kind of still very close to them and really try to to do everything that they all go to action and I think we still have some, some way to go in that. Well I will hope very much that you refer the not only the address of the hackathon where we can see all the examples but also especially the link with the crowdfunding uh, to, to, to Dominique, who will put it, put it on the, in the, in the comment section, the um, um, information section, section of the YouTube video. I think it was a very nice, um, very nice talk. I'm really still curious about the meaning of technology and, uh, and how it changes us. Um, I think but, um, as I always say at the end, Dominique, um, yeah. our offline friends are waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say, I think firstly, it's always our goal that not only Tino should be curious about things, but other people as well. So that's perfect. I also wanted to say that I saw um, um, a, a newspaper article today uh, from one of the German uh, newspapers saying that um, can't solve the corona issues with technology in Africa. 
And I think it's just a very old and simplistic idea of what technology is about. So I think it's really great to have heard about the, the hackathon today because really we need to use these things to just help people to work together. That's what it's about. I mean, this is, uh, it's like you say, Karina, this whole process has now started of participation. And what I'm so happy about is this fits so well to what we had last week, which was about open culture and how to work together on new things. And I think it was a perfect example of that today. Thanks. Sabrina, any last words from your side? That was exactly what I wanted to point out because I would stand with that uh, with that thought and opinion that um, we share like quite similar challenges, like despite all the differences that we might have. Um, and especially times like this, I think shows that if we have some solutions and not just from, you know, from Germany to Togo, but also the other way around, um, I think this is the best time to learn that it actually works. Um, yeah, and thanks so much for being with us today and sharing all those interesting insights. Thank you for having us. <laughs> thank you very much. So, so thank you yeah. too, and thank you, Dominic, to, Dominic, to to make me a technophobic. That was really, <laughs> really <laughs> no, nice no, of you. Technophobic. I think it's super important just to say that a means to kind of gather people and to create some. Like in our way, it was just like not technology for technology, but technology to achieve some yeah. common ground and to to create some positive dynamic and nothing else i think you can't you don't need to achieve everything with one hackathon but um it was just great to use technology in a positive way in a crisis situation well thank you well. and <laughs> <laughs> goodbye everybody thank you thank very you. much goodbye. everyone